Welcome back to the Global Tehillim and Chizik Daily Call. On behalf of the OU, this is Naftali Herman. It's great to be back with each and every one of you. As always, thank you so much for joining the program and for making it a part of your day on Yom Sheni, the 26th day of the month of Thomas. I'd like to thank our incredible and generous sponsors for their continued support, in particular the Schwartz family, and whose names are prominently listed in the OU Daily email. To sponsor future programs, please visit ou.org slash call. That's ou.org forward slash C-A-L-L. Please note that the deadline to submit a sponsorship for tomorrow's program is this evening at 5 p.m. Eastern. Once again, the archive is updated, and you can access on demand at any time all of the previous recordings at ou.org forward slash Tehillim, that's ou.org forward slash T-E-H-I-L-L-I-M, ou.org slash Tehillim. On behalf of the OU, it is my great honor to welcome back to the Daily Call and introduce Rabbi Josh Brody of Boca Raton Synagogue in Boca Raton, Florida, to share different physics, which will be immediately followed by Rabbi Brody slowly reciting our daily four chapters of Tehillim, Tarek Chaf, Chaf Gimel, Kuf Chaf Aleph, and Kuf Lamed. Those are chapters 20, 23, 121, and 130. It will be followed by the Mishaberach Lecholim with a sizable pause to insert the names of all those whom we are davening for. And we will conclude with the recitation of Achenu. In addition to all those who we are davening for, please continue to keep in mind in your tefillot Uriel ben Chaya Esther, Uriel ben Chaya Esther, and Esther Tehila Bas Ariel Sipora, Esther Tehila Bas Ariel Sipora, both very much in need of our tefillot. Bechavod, with great honor, Rabbi Brody. Okay, thank you so much, Naftali. This is really a special uh, opportunity for all of us to be together again, and of course to the Schwartz family. I want to uh, take take a few moments just to talk to you today about the power of prayer. Now, I recently returned from Israel, and one of the highlights of the trip is obviously getting a chance to go to the Kotel, to go to the wall, the Western Wall, the Kotel, however you want to say it, it's a very, very special place. And I was there for the first time with my youngest son, seven years old, so I was curious to watch his reaction. And I was coming to the place, which I've been telling him is such a special and significant place. We were there for a family bar mitzvah. What would he say? What would he say? So he's walking closer and closer as he gets to the wall. And I notice that he's looking at a gentleman sitting on a chair right in front of one of the large stones. And I'm wondering, what's he looking at? He keeps staring at this person. There's so many things to see and there's so many things to take in when you're at that site. He couldn't stop looking at someone who was crying as they were davening. And I said to myself, you know what? This might be the first time he's ever experienced Something just like that. You go to shul during the week, you go on Shabbos. Okay, you see people davening, you know, people are intense at some points. But to see someone actually crying, it really struck a nerve. And this week's Parsha, we're going to see a fascinating story in Parsha's, Parsha's Masse, where you have an individual who inadvertently, you have someone who accidentally killed someone else. And they're sentenced to what we call an ir miklat. They have to go to what's called the city of refuge. But what's so interesting about the story is when is this person released? 
when do they get to go free? Is it a five-year sentence? Is it a 10-year sentence? Is it a life sentence? And the answer is that in a very peculiar way, we see that the person goes free when the Kohen Gadol passes away, on the death of the Kohen Gadol. So the Gemara, the Talmud in Makos, says something also very interesting, that if it's contingent on the death of the Kohen Gadol, the high priest, then the mother of the high priest is going to be concerned that people are going to pray that her son dies because then this other individual is going to be set free. So the Gemara goes on and explains, well, you see, there's a very famous pasuk, there's a famous verse in Mishle, which says, no, a gratuitous curse is not going to fall upon him. So which is it? Is it going to happen that someone curses someone, the curse is going to come true, or is it not? So the Talmud, Yerushalmi, the Gemara in the Yerushalmi, explains, well, there's a very big difference between a curse and a tefillah. The difference between cursing someone and praying for them. It's possible that when someone really curses someone else for, for no good reason, you don't have to be that concerned. But when it comes to praying for them, even if it's something which we wouldn't expect the prayer to be, like in this case, you have to be a little concerned that it could come true. You see the similar idea when we come to the, the davening, to the musaf of Yom Kippur. Back in the times of the Beis Hamikdash, the Kohen Gadol would leave the Kodesh Hakadoshim, and they would say a short, say, say a short tefillah, say a short prayer. It was wondering, what's he davening for? What's the Kohen Gadol? What's he asking for during this very significant time? So one of the things that's brought down that he would daven for, that you should please ignore the prayers of those that were traveling to the to the base on Big Dash. What are we talking about? What, what were they praying for? What was he praying for? Ignore their prayers. Just sometimes you, you could have been on a long journey heading toward Yerushalayim, heading towards the base of Migdash. And one of the things you were concerned about, you're hoping that it wouldn't rain because if it starts to, to, to have a downpour, the next thing you know, you're going to be caught in a storm and it can be very uncomfortable. So, says the Kohen Gadol, you know what? I want to uh, make sure that all of those tefillos that they don't come true because there are a lot of farmers, there are a lot of people in Israel that actually need the water. So for this one selfish prayer that this one guy uttered, let's make sure that it that it's nullified. Let's make sure that it that it goes away. And I think that as we all get together again for another day of davening, for another day when we can uh, when we can hope and pray that others are healed from the things that that, that they're being challenged by right now, that we take this message to heart. That's true. There is no reason for Hashem to grant the wish of a, that a Kohen God will die, or that there be no rain, because one person will get home with wet clothing. But Rabbi Klan says, prayer is a natural part of the system of the world. It's what our world was, was imbued with. There's a, there's a system that prayer works even when it's without a reason. And I think it's so important for us to remember that when we do have a reason, when there is something significant that we're davening for, we have to keep that in mind. We have to make sure that we understand that what we are davening for is so significant and so powerful. And near Hashem, God willing, those prayers will be answered. We're going to go and say some Tehillim right now. We're going to start with Tehillim Chaf, number 20. 
Lamatech Nizmor Ladavid, Yanka Adinoi Beyond Sarah, Yisagel Hashem Elohe Yaakov, Yishlach Ezracham Mikodesh and Mitzion Yisadeka, Yiskor Kol Minchosecha, Riolascha Yidashnes Elah, Yitain Lacha Chilvadecha, Pachol Atascha Yimalei, Niranina Bishuasecha, Uvashem Eloheinu Nidgo, Yimalei Adonai, Kol Mish Aloisecha, Atayadati, Kihoshia Adonai Mishicho, Yanehu, Mishmei, Kutsha, Bigruas, Yesha, Yemino, Ela, Barechev, the Ela, Basusim, Banachne, Bishem, Adonai, Loheinu, Nazkir, Hema, Kalu, Banafalu, the Anachnu, Kamnu, Vinisoidad, Adonai, Hoshia, Hamelech, Yanehu, Bayan, Karenu, Tehillim Chav Gimel, Chapter 23. Mizmor Ladavid, Adonai Roi Mayachsoth, Dinos Desha Yarbiseni, Almei Menuchos Yenahaleni, Nafshi Yashovev, Yamcheni Bemagle Sedek Leman Shemoho, Gam Ki Eilech Begeit Amovis, Lo Irara, Ki Ata Imadi, Shiftecha Umishan Techo, Hema Yenachamuni, Taroth Lefanei Shulchan Neged Tzorarai, Ishanta Vashem and Roshi, Kosi Rivaya, Achtov Vachesed Yirdufuni, Koyame Chayai, Vishakti Vibes Adunoi, Laorech Yamim. Chapter 121. Kufkapalas. Al Yitain Lamot Raglacha Ayanum Shomarecha, Inailo Yanum Velo Yishan, Shomer Yisrael, Adonai Shomrecha, Adonai Silcha, Ayad Yiminecha, Yamama Shemesh Lo Yakeka Bayareach Balayla, Adonai Yishmar Kamikola, Yishmar Esnach Shecha, Adonai Yishmar Tzeischa Uvarecha, Neata Viad Olam. And finally, Tehillim 130. Kuflamid. Shir Hamalos, Mimamakim, Krasika Adunai, Adunai Shima, the Koli, Tihiana, Ozaka, Kashivos, the Koltakanunai, Imabanos Tishmayo, Adunai, Mia Amo, Kim Kahaslika, Leman, Tivare, Ivisi Adunai, Kivsa, Nashi, the Lidbara, Hokalti, Nashi, Ladunai, Mishamrim, La Boker, Shomrim, La Boker, Yachel Yisrael El Adonai, Ki Im Adonai HaChesed Baharbe Im Mofedus, Vuhu Yifteh Es Yisrael Mikol Avonosav. We're going to say a Mishaberach now for all the Cholim, pray for all those who are sick. When I pause, please say the names of anyone that you know that are ill that we can continue to daven for their painless and speedy recovery. Yishabeirach 
Amen. Thank you so much, Rabbi Brody. We look forward to having you back on the program in the near future. We hope and pray that all of our collective efforts for safety, strength, and refuah for all those in need will be answered. Latova for good. Please join us again for our next scheduled program tomorrow on Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. With hearts full of faith, stay strong, hopeful, and optimistic. Wishing everyone a wonderful, healthy, and safe day.